Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast. My mind, you just wake up and go rake. Featuring World Series champion Will Middlebrooks. High drive, deep left field for Middlebrooks. Back and that is gone. Third home run of the day for Will Middlebrooks. The trifecta has the Red Sox on top, nine to nothing. And MLB journalist Danny Vietti. Vietti here. He's a yeah, right-handed pitcher. He's six five. So you were right. It's- Thinking he's tall. He is pretty tall. From Cottonwood, California. Cottonwood, California. I don't know where that is. I don't know where that is either. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. Hey, people. What's good, baby? This is the Wake and Rake Podcast powered by Swing Juice Episode. What is it, Brixie? 48. 48, two away from the big 5-0, and we have a dandy of a giveaway to give away today because we promised everybody MLB tickets, free tickets to one lucky suitor who retweeted our tweet. So we asked for 2,000 followers, and our followers delivered. We got to 2,000 followers on Twitter. We're up to like 5,000, by the way, on TikTok. Can you check that out? Oh, I don't do TikTok, man. I'm like, I'm, I think I'm too old for that. I don't think they allow me on it. Joey Votto's on TikTok. Yeah, but he has like a career, like 400 on base percentage. He can do whatever he wants. He does some weird shit on there. He's different, but it's entertainment. Yeah, yeah kind of. Anyways, it gets clicks. It does get clicks. We got clicks what do they too. call it on TikTok? Is it you, likes? Went, you went viral on TikTok. Oh, for yelling at clouds? Yeah. Get no, it lawn. was the deadening of the baseball. We got like over half a million views on that thing. Oh, really? I didn't mm-hmm. know that. That's cool. Go check us out on TikTok, people. But look at us. You guys reached our feet, helped us reach our feet of 2,000 followers on Twitter. So that means we're giving away free baseball tickets today on today's episode. That's why you guys are all listening in to episode 48 here on the Wake and Rake Pod Power by Swing Juice. So what we're going to do is we're going to be doing a number generator. And right now we have 217 retweets and eight quote tweets excuse me uh eight quote tweets so we'll combine those do a random number generator i will go down the list and figure out who our winner is sound fair sounds fair to me that's how i was thinking and it'll be for whoever wins it. it's going to be your favorite team or wherever your local team is it'll be up to you You get to decide i really hope our winner is not a yankees fan because those yankees tickets are pricey we'll be in a cloud watching the game Mm. yeah exactly like the biggest will be the furthest seat possible especially if you're a yankees fan maybe there's like an outdoor watch party that we can get them tickets to instead of (laughs) tailgate event actual seats yeah exactly i cannot afford what is that borat quote you cannot afford cannot afford you cannot afford (laughs) uh we got other stuff to talk about first before we get to our winner we're not gonna just give away our winner right from the top that would be no fun so we got headlines to talk about, and then we have panic meter to talk about. Your Red Sox, Brooksy, once again, fall into a deep hole to start the season. I know it's early, but you... It, it's not that early there. anymore. You said they're pressing. Oh, they're pressing, and it's outside of their leaders. Nobody's making an adjustment, but we'll dig into that here in a little bit. And I... I'm going to claim this. I basically saved Christian Yelich's season. I'm going to tell you why. 
But the Brewers and Yelich are just raking and dominating right now, as expected. We'll talk about the Padres hot start. How about Nasty Nestor, Brooksy? Woof. I wanted him to get it. I love that Aaron Boone sent him out for the eighth. Love that. Dave Roberts would never. Dave Roberts would have pulled him in the fourth. (laughs) (laughs) Panic meter. We mentioned the Red Sox. We'll talk about some other teams that are really struggling. How much should we we push that alarm on the Tigers? Should we push that alarm on the defending champs? We'll talk about it later. But first, it's our headlines. Uh, Let's see. First and foremost on the list, I'm claiming this, Brooksy. Christian Yelich. Dude, his batting average has gone up almost, I don't know, over 100 points since you brought this up. Damn near. Well, so no, I, no, I, no, no, no. His batting average has gone up probably 50 points. Yeah, quite a bit. So I texted my buddy who works for the Brewers, and I said, this isn't rocket science. You know, we all know that Yelich – his launch angle has gone down each of the past few years. His ground ball percentage is up, but his hard hit percentage is immaculate. If you don't know what I'm referring to, uh, take a listen to some of our previous episodes. But since then, that podcast was on April 24th. Since April 25th and on, and let me mention this. So up to April 24th, Christian Yelich was batting 192 with a 629 OPS and one long ball. Since April 25th, to today when we're recording this on monday he's got a 306 batting average and 933 ops three home runs nine stakes and you're taking credit for that right and i'm taking i basically single-handedly saved christian yelich's career and saved the Milwaukee brewers season maybe he's just an avid supporter of wake and rake who knows maybe we should send him some merch i mean that merch i mean should be coming soon here we um, it keep we had a we had a little snag in the uh, in the logo. We had to redo the logo. It's the same logo. It just had to be at a higher resolution, so it just took a little a little longer. But they'll be getting those shirts fired up here pretty soon. I have bats about, too. Yep. You say bats? Hats. Hats. Bats would be pretty sick though. Yeah, but who's gonna order bats? Maybe we can get Yelich a custom wake and rake bat. And that would really increase his launch angle. Like his launch angle might double with a wake and rake bat. It's just like right in the middle of the barrel is just a hole. Yeah, exactly. A hole in it. <laughs> hit it. Hit it here. Yeah. We do have more hats, by the way, for anyone that wants to buy wake and rake hats right here. I got about 10 left. I might need another one. I still got to get my dad one. I'm going to have to put it in an order. Danny charging me full price. It's horseshit. <sighs> well, you know what? I carry this podcast day in and diet and day out so i deserve to get paid for it brewers at the top of the division at 19 and 10 cardinals right behind them and the pirates in third place but they're at 11 and 16 and the cubs and reds we'll talk more about the cubs later but the reds finally won a series they beat pittsburgh uh, i wasn't convinced that that was going to happen this year yeah it yeah. was against the pirates right yeah they beat pittsburgh at home pittsburgh's actually been playing decent baseball yeah. too so I mean, they're like, they have a 500 record? No. 11 and 16. 11 and 16. Okay. Call him I mean, no, It's, it's no 3 and 22 that since he was. Um, I don't know, man. That's It's miserable for to be like a veteran, but if you're a young guy on that team, it's like, let me go put up some numbers and, and make a name for myself, right? It's like low stress. There's nothing on the line. Just go ball. Go play ball. What was the worst team you ever played on? 2012 Red Sox. How many games did you guys win? 70? 
60 something. Yeah. Just and at, that, at, at what point in the season, was there ever a point in the season where you felt as if guys were just kind of out there for themselves? Not to point out any specific uh, person. Well, it was a weird season just because Bobby V and like <clears throat> there was a ton of off the, not off the, well, I guess you could say off the field um, conflict between veterans and Bobby V. There were, Bobby didn't have much of a filter in the media and the Boston media will eat you alive like a herd of piranhas. I don't know if it's called a herd, but we're going to go with that. Sounds, sounds more uh, vicious because that's what it is. He had no filter and he came out and said some things about Euclid and then Pedroia went to the media and was like, yeah, we don't do things like that here. And it just snowballed and turned into a shit show. I was a rookie, just like wide eyed, bushy tailed, just trying to hit pull homers and make a name for myself but um probably halfway through that season it was before the trade deadline so i'd say early to mid july shit really started to kind of go down and then they traded carl crawford adrian gonzalez they made a lot of moves and, and shed a lot of salary and and big names um just because no one i don't think anybody wanted to be there no one really wanted to play for bobby i i would have played for bugs bunny if he was the manager because i just happy to be in the big leagues right and, um, so that, yeah, that was tough. Um, and then early August, I got hit by a pitch and broke my wrist. So I missed like the last month and a half, two months of the season anyways. So then I could really sit around and notice how shitty it was. Cause I didn't get to go play every day. I doubt anybody's talking about this when it's happening, but can you visually or emotionally feel it when playoffs aren't happening? Team camaraderie isn't quite there. Can you feel it when it's like, okay, guys are just playing for a contract at this point. Oh, guys yeah. are, are paying oh, yeah. for a bonus. Yeah. And it, it's more so if you have been on a team where you are playing for something. Like mine was the opposite. So my first year we sucked. My second year we won a World Series. So the second year I was like, holy shit, this is the big leagues. Like this is what this is supposed to be like. <laughs> you know, I'm excited to get to the field. My, my teammates build me up and want me to be a part of it. Even though it's my second year in the big leagues, they treat me like I'm a vet because they need me, right? My first year, I was rook. I was the only guy with like less than three years of service time, so I'm getting crushed. And these guys, that I had some old school veterans like Beckett, uh, Adrian Gonzalez, Cody Ross. Cody Ross is great actually, but I had some guys that were pretty, pretty, pretty tough on me. Um, which that's just how it used to be. It's not like that anymore. Like guys are welcomed in their first day of the big league, and they can pretty much do whatever they want. I was like, they were like, sit in the corner, don't talk unless you're spoken to, like, just do your job. You're going to just watch all of us. We're going to show you how to do everything, even though we sucked. But, like, still watching, like, the vets, like Poppy and Petey and just creating a routine for myself at the field every day in the cage, um, get to the field, work out, watch video, just learning how to be a professional, which I did learn, but it was – I mean, they were on me. They were on me, but I don't know if I would have learned as fast had they had, had it not been that way, it made me uncomfortable. But I think I had played even better if I was more comfortable. But I don't even know what your original question was. Oh, okay. Yes. So you can definitely feel it. But like I said, mine was backwards. Uh, it's if not I had talked pre- about, though, it's not talked about no, like, hey, boys. Um, no, it's, it was talked about. The season's over. I'm going to go get mine. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it, that's really talked about. You're right. But it is talked about, like, this sucks. Like, I don't want to, like, you don't have to say it. Like, you just know it's just a feel in the clubhouse. There's no will to win. And when there's no will to win, it's just will to put up numbers for yourself, like you just said. 
Like I just, I'm just trying to survive to next year where I can get on a better team or this team becomes different. So well, that would have been a great alternative for the name of our podcast, by the way, will to win. Considering it's like pretty cliche, like wake and rake. Did you ever have any cool nicknames when you were with Boston other than people called you what Brooksy, I'm guessing. Brooksy was my main one. Uh, dub, dub and B, but those aren't really, those aren't like flow. Um, my walkout was called Texas Flood mm, by, like by C.B. Ray Vaughn. So a lot of fans called me Texas Flood for some reason. I don't know. It's kind of dumb, but it was, it was a good song. And it was kind of cool because I'd come up to bat and, like, everybody was walking out to, like, rap or rock or something. So I'm dropping some Stevie Ray Vaughan, like, some blues on them. It was my dad's favorite song. I grew up listening to, like, B.B. King, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Clapton, Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. I like the blues. I like everything, but I walked out to that because my dad's favorite song from Texas. He loves Stevie Ray. And after like a couple of weeks, I'd rake, I I raking a little bit. People started to figure out who I was and um, started getting some fans and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. And, um, but I really was like, man, I kind of had a, I made it moment when it was like a month into the big leagues. I'm stepping in the box and my walkout song stopped, but the crowd kept singing it. And I was like, that's cool. That is awesome. That's pretty cool. Sweet. Now I get. I, it was against um, Carlos Zambrano. Mm-hmm. I, I remember it because I was like, he was with the Marlins at the time, and he and I was like, man, hell yeah! And he was throwing like nasty, like ninety-five mile power, like super sinkers, like sideways balls up there. He sawed me off. This was before lizard skins, so I just hit it off my freaking knuckles for a knock over the second baseman, but. I just remember stepping in the box like, shit, yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Okay, here comes Carlos. I better get the head out. Blew me up, but it was a knock. The reason I asked, and thanks for that elongated answer, even though I wasn't interested, but thanks. <laughs> did you hear about Rowdy Telez? Bring me down. Bring me down. <laughs> I was right high on that. Did you hear Rowdy Telez's new nickname with Milwaukee? Oh, the from the Minions, right? <laughs> they uh, call him Grew. Yeah, grew, grew the dude with like the big torso and little like stick legs. Dude, that is hilarious. I saw, I was watching Intentional Talk earlier when he was on. Yeah. Yeah. And they said that they, uh, he seems hilarious. He has like, he's like really, uh, dry personality. Like he just mm-hmm. kind of tells a story, like just like this, like never cracks a smile, nothing. But he's just hilarious. He I, went to, I, I love teammates like that. He went to Elk Grove High and, uh, where's that? So it's outside of Sacramento. That's what I figured. I should probably mention that. I said Elk Grove because it's like right in my backyard here. Oak Grove? Elk Grove, just like 10 minutes south of Sacramento, California. Okay. Check out this alumni right now. So you got Rowdy Telez, who went to Elk Grove. You have second baseman for the Chicago Cubs, Nick Madrigal. Derek Hill for the Tigers. And Scott Boris also went to Elk Grove High School. I'm surprised it's not called Scott Boris High at this point. That's kind of that's kind of uh, I should mention this. Like Elk Grove is not like this big powerhouse IMG Academy. Like it's a public school. It's not this well known high school, even in, in for California. But to have JD Davis, forgot JD Davis. He also went to Elk Grove High School. It's a that's lot cool. of dudes like in the same. That's a lot of dudes. Period, you know what I mean? That's that's cool. I love seeing that. No one better than Grew last week, though, with Roddy Telez taking home player of the week. Dude, rakes. So Andrew McCutcheon's actually, he tweeted that he didn't come up with that. 
I know. We got to get to the bottom of that. I know. He should have claimed text, that. Uh, who can I text over there? Oh, I can text Renfro. Oh, there you go. Oh, it's Renfro. Renfro would be like, hell, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm just out here trying to hit homers and not eat too much show food so I can fit my Wranglers. He's cowboy, huh? He's country boy from Mississippi. Mm. He likes him some steak and potatoes. Hits tanks, too. He hits fucking bombs. He's a good dude. Good dude. Cannon of an arm, too. Yeah, for sure. An absolute bazooka and a good arm. Uh, <laughs> 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 it took you a sec. That's uh, like uh, like pitchers. No, like see, good... I'm not actually Pitchers... laughing. I'm not laughing at that joke. Your hanger joke from three weeks ago finally kicked in. Yeah. That's a recurring go. joke for me. I'm just going to keep it's bringing okay. it back. So it's like uh, if a guy has a good curveball, you're like, guy's got a hammer mm-hmm. and a really good curveball too. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm sure you do. Cali boy. I mean, I can't relate, but I like the joke. Chicago Cubs Oof. have the same record as the Cincinnati Reds over their last 17 games. It's not good. It's not great. I, I know we, we want to talk about them a little bit more in depth when we do the panic meter, but I just wanted to mention how bad it's getting for the Cubs and say Suzuki has Dude, really he started so hot too. His he was, chase rate has doubled. Bro, have after you the watched his at bats? It's like an auto swing. He's my yeah. pick for NL uh NL MV, or not MVP, uh rookie Roy. of the year. I can't yeah. talk. Um well he came out of the gates the first two weeks, and I'm like check mark <laughs> count it right he was hitting like 350 mm-hmm. and then he, the last like i don't know 12 12 games i think he's probably hitting a buck 30 it's not the reason good I wanted, the reason i wanted to mention that though is because i wanted to ask you because we see this a lot how you have your one-year wonders your travis bucks of the world uh they they get figured out over time like oh homie can't hit a change up away so we're going to throw it out that fast the whole time. It's normally right. like three or four months. Sure. Sometimes it lasts a year. Sometimes it lasts a decade, but finally something kicks in or the scouting report figures something out. But I wanted to ask you, cause you struggled against the change up your mm-hmm. entire career, right? Yep. Did what change from year one to year two, because you started to have a little bit more success. Once you're starting to get every day at bats, your so second year, you really, my story on. isn't going to fit this as much. So my big problem, so I didn't have a ton of issues with change-ups coming up. I didn't have a ton of issues um, my rookie year. And then I got, so I got hit by a pitch to end my rookie year. I t- said this earlier, I broke three bones in my hand and my wrist. Uh, Esmel Rogers hit me with 99. Fucking douchebag. Um, it really was a turning point in my career in the wrong direction, honestly. Uh, because the next year I came back, I was healed up. And um, we opted not to get surgery because they're like, we think it's going to heal back fine. It's, there's a lot of like small bones there, but they can't move a lot. They're not, they're, they're a little displaced, but they're not so crooked that we need to cut you if we don't have to. I'm like Bottom oh, cool. hand or top hand? It was actually my, uh, my top hand. Mm-hmm. It was like up and in and I leaned back. Like I leaned back to let it go under and it caught me like right there. You know that bone that sticks out right there? Mm-hmm. It's called, yeah. I remember the name. Piece, piece of form and triquetrum and there's something else there's three bones right there that it just shattered but they're like they should all grow back together they're you not made moved around too much you made huh? up you made up those no i didn't no i didn't those trust are, me trust those me. are not trust real those are piece not of real. form and triquetrum 
are the two main ones right there. Swear to God, look it up. I'll bet a lot of bet a lot of money on it. Piece of farm. Piece of farm. P I S A F O R M, I believe. Pizza. Sounds like a sounds like a new deep dish. Pizza form is one of eight and smallest carpal bones that forms part of the wrist joint. Look for the triquetrum right next to it. Damn, you couldn't even play through one of the smallest carpal bone fractures. That's pretty soft of you. Yeah, it's just in your wrist joint. It's not a big deal. Um, so the you muscles... said you're a boss. You said you're a beast like two weeks ago. I don't see it. That's fine. You take 99 out the hand, bud. Triquetrum uh, so... is also one of the eight carpal bones that form. Good job. Okay. I believe you. There was, another on. one. There was another one. I just can't remember. But those I are the were. two main ones that were like in two, like two or three pieces. And... Um, so I didn't get it fixed. I came back the next year and like, it didn't, didn't feel right. I kept getting like a click, like on the inside of my, like inside right there. Like I would click when I swing, click, click, click. And like a couple swings of spring training, it clicked really loud and like hurt so bad. A little piece of, of that bone had like grown back over the joint. So it was rubbing against my wrist bone and it cracked off because we didn't get it fixed. And I should have. And ever since that, like I just didn't have the bat speed that I always had. And I, I could feel it. I was getting beat on stuff. And then I started, I mean, I think my second year I hit, I still hit 17 homers. I got, I got demoted for like a month, which I think was a service time manipulation, by the way. Uh, Cause I think I was going to be a super two going into that off season. And then I missed it by one day. Fuck you. Like really? Yeah. So like another year at league minimum, but anyways, my bat speed was off. So I had to start cheating to stuff. Because guys started thinking, oh, like he is losing bat speed. I'm we're gonna pound them fastballs in, even for strikes, and I couldn't get the head to it. So I had to start cheating to get to the fastball in. Now people see that. Oh, he's starting to get to it. He's got to be cheating. Here's the changeup. It looks like a fastball. <laughs> well, he's gonna be early. Here's a slider. He's gonna be early. So I had not that that's not an excuse. That's just kind of part of it. I could have made an adjustment, but I don't know if the bat speed would have come back. Something mm-hmm. wasn't right with my wrist after that. Yeah, it'll take a while before we figure out where say Suzuki's holes are exactly. I'm just, I was just curious because you wouldn't down think, and away is what it looks like. You you got a guy that right. You get a guy that hits 450 in a month. All of a sudden, all the scouts are showing up. To yeah, try but what doesn't make sense on. to me is because it, is Japan is known for splits, sliders, tons of off speed, and not velocity. It's true. So off speed, you think wouldn't be an issue. Now we do have a lot more velocity. So is it like me, him trying to gear up and not being able to shut it down and, and, and pick it up in time to stop his swing is kind of what it looks like. Yeah, it could be. That's a good point. Cubs are really struggling. A team that is yeah, not I hate struggling. that too, because Dan, uh, David Ross, ex-teammate, Mike Napoli, first base coach, Tommy Hottavy, pitching coach, was a teammate in the minor leagues. There's a lot of guys there I really like, and they're all good guys. I just hate that for them, especially in a place like Chicago where that place is – when they're winning, that is a fun place to be. Frank Schwindel sent down the AAA. Did you happen to – it's just popped in my head. Two, three weeks ago, Frank went down to the local bar, like right next to Wrigley Field. And forgive me because I'm not a Chicago maps uh, expert here. One of the bars was next to Wrigley, and he went and just chilled it with a couple Cubs fans and just chilled at the bar and drank some beers with some Cubs fans after one of the ball games. Like, just a total – Dude's dude, Frank Schwindel. He's since been sent down to AAA to kind of work on some things. But uh, I th- that image of him just being with the bros 
not, not his bros, just regular Cubs fans. I, that was super wholesome to me. That's cool. I like when people yeah. do that. It's tough. You can't be like a superstar, superstar to do that. Like one time we went to the me. And do you remember the name Ryan Kalish? Yes. Relief pitcher. No, he was an outfielder Ryan for the Red Sox. Mm. He was a big prospect with like Lars Anderson, that group. He played with Tommy Hadovy, who was a pitching coach for the, uh, for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Ryan, Ryan was up with us. Ryan had a ton of injuries as well, and it kind of derailed his career uh, as well. So, but he was in Boston with me. I think it was the end of it was my rookie year, 2012. So, um, I stayed there to rehab a little bit towards the end of the year, and we ended up going to like the Boston Commons. I was healthy, obviously, my cast was gone and all that. We went there to just like play frisbee, and there were like a ton of people there. And we eventually like tweeted out like, Hey, if you're in the Boston commons, like here's here, we'll come play Frisbee with us. Like come hang out with our football around. There was like 40 people. Wow. And we just like kicked it all day at Boston commons, like throwing the Frisbee around. And it was one of the most cool things I did in Boston, just because you get to meet cool people and just be like, you're not a baseball player for a little while. You just, just hang out. Right. And it was, it was a really cool time. Yeah. What was the difference between walking to a local Walmart in Boston versus walking to a local Walmart in San Diego. Uh, well, San Diego, no one knew who you were. Boston, you wouldn't even get from your car to the door without someone being like, yo, what up? Like, really? you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Boston, even the surrounding areas, they're diehard, man. They're diehard. Like, there's not a time that their game is not on their TV. Maybe this year. I don't know. It's been kind of ugly to this point. We'll get to that. But, um, you can't go any like literally. I don't know if I ever went anywhere, and that's not because I was like a superstar. They're just that um, locked in that they know everything. Hey, Brooksy, oh, I saw your sister's playing at Tulsa. She went deep. I thought she she, she threw a no hitter. Like what? Who who are you? Borderline. By the way, why did you swing at that slider in the dirt last night? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it was amazing. But you learn to love it. At first, you're like just kind of freaking me out. But you learn to really appreciate it, especially once you go to play somewhere else. So when you're in San Diego and you go to get your groceries, you can be a normal person? Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you're Matt Kemp or Justin Upton, probably not. Right. Um, Or Well, now baseball, the baseball culture is a lot different there now. Mm -hmm. When I went there in 2015, that was like the beginning of Preller. He brought in that first big group of guys. Then I I got to be a part of it. It it didn't work out. But um, that was before baseball was like, a thing like when we played the Dodgers at home, it was 75% Dodgers fans. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Now, I mean, now it's probably 60 40. It's probably 60 40 Padres fans now. Yeah. And that's, that's a, that sounds like, oh, that's a big deal. That's a huge jump from what it was. Yeah. Tatis is not going down to his local Safeway and just grabbing no, no, red no, eggs. No. I'm not saying no, but it's interesting. No, he's not. He also doesn't have to do any shopping for himself ever. Yeah. Um, you just hop on the motorcycle and he's there jesus stay out there four wheeler bud place of soccer along the way goes and picks up a that was scary he almost that was almost really bad yeah the cubs are playing the padres in san diego for a three-game set the padres are off to a hot start 19 and 10 in second place the nl west the giants are struggling a bit they had some COVID issues with guys like brandon belt evan longoria is expected to be activated off the injured list that will give them a boost san francisco once they are healthy once again and get this covid bug out of their 
clubhouse, I think they'll be just fine. But are you surprised by San Diego's start considering they don't have Fernando Tatis in the lineup? No, I think they have a lot of talent. <laughs> Starting rotation uh, has been phenomenal. Manny Machado and my probably su- surprised me the most. It's, I mean, they're just now getting Clevenger back. He's got like what, what one star? He's got to be ready to pitch again soon. Probably tomorrow or the next day, right? Yeah. While you speak, I'll figure that out. Well, he opened up against uh, Cleveland, which is cool. It was a doubleheader. Mm-hmm. But he got emotional. to open against his old team against Plesak, which was pretty cool. It was he like was emotional. Boy. Of course he was. Yeah. But um, Andy Machado, bro. Eric, Eric Hosmer. Sunshine's pitching tomorrow on Tuesday. Okay. So when this okay. episode releases, so you know, tonight, if you will. I got you. Love that guy. But Machado, man. Machado's like front runner for NL MVP right now. Best player in the league. Put the entire offense on his shoulders. But he's already know, got like he's already accrued like a two point five WAR or something. I think somehow Manny Machado has been underrated. In oh, his he career has one hundred percent. Everybody focused on Trout and Harper exactly. when they were brought up as nineteen. And his shortstop now too. Yeah, and by the way, Manny Machado was brought up the same year that Trout was brought up, or Harper, excuse me, the same year that Trout was brought. He was also nineteen years old. Is he quite at Harper and Trout's level? Probably not when you look at his career as a whole. I mean, he has better numbers probably than – he probably has better career numbers than Harper does. I did as, like, comparable. It's got to be close. Uh, hit. He has more hits than both those guys. But as we know now, hits is not exactly the number one. You know? It's coming back. It is. Keep, like, keep deadening that ball. Like Trout leads in most categories, including war, mm. home runs, stolen bases. I was talking about Harper, not. not. Oh, well, I'm just saying, like Manny does lead those three in hits. He has more hits than Trout and Harper since they all made their debuts around the same time period. And he's also probably the best, def- by and far, the best defender of the three of them. That's crazy. Yeah. It's cr- How many hits does uh, Machado have? I'm just curious. By the way, too, everybody talks about war with trout and how he's you know already passing like freaking babe ruth in year two basically that's not actually true i'm making that up but machado war wise he's already at he was passing jeter that's what it was this is baseball reference by the way 47.8 war machado he's 29 yeah that's insane defensive war is at 13.9 yeah he's well he's a stud pretty sure harper has a negative defensive war out but no negative you think but i think it's possible that machado was actually underrated because he was not well liked early on in his career a lot of that was deserved a lot of that was deserved well he he took a he took a while to mature but the player the, the, the talent's always been i played against him a ton he was in my division in boston he was in the al east with me so i saw him as a baby like a kid and um i mean pff, fucking that or something i fucking hate florida dude i fucking hate it it's starting to get hot and humid here and it's just like if you have the door open for more than like a half second, like gnats and shit, because it's so humid, I, I got to kill it. I got <laughs> Dude, I can't get it. I don't know. Maybe I got it. I don't know. It'll fly up here in a minute. Driving me nuts. I have a ring light, right? So I can see it in front of me. I have no sympathy for you. I tried to get you out to California for years. I'm not moving. To, I would rather have no state income tax and have bugs. Because you you're paying all that and you still have bucks. Yeah, like let's be real. Your house is very 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 nice. My, My house, house would cost just two to three times more. Yeah, 
That's what I'm saying. Like I sent you my house and you're like, you spent more money on your house. Yeah, it was about the same. But it has nothing to do with like my house being nicer or whatever. It's just like you have a pool. You live along like a creek. You got, it's a nice place, nice pad, but it's just like, it's California. Your place is not. No, don't shit on your place. Your place I don't is mean amazing. to do that. I'm very proud of our place. But there's a, a big difference in Florida yeah. and and California. Yeah. For a I lot have no of sympathy different reasons. I hope you deal with all the bugs. Cause... But anyways, yeah, Machado drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that freaking bug. Yeah. Anyway. Here's, the, here's what concerns me with the Padres, though. Um, I'm not saying I'm not happy with the start that they've had. I'm not saying they shouldn't be proud, and I don't mean to condemn a team for the schedule that they have had because they didn't make their schedule. They've played the games and they've done a good job doing, doing so, but they have struggled against winning teams this year. So they lost a series against San Francisco, two out of three, they split with Atlanta, by the way, Atlanta has a losing record, but I think we think we all know that Atlanta is better than what they've been showing. They lost two out of three to the Dodgers. Other than that, they beat up on teams like Miami, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati twice. Miami and Cleveland are actually playing okay baseball, though. Sure, but they swept Cincinnati, who is the worst team in baseball. Good. Twice. Good. I want to give them credit because last year they actually struggled against Yeah, but what you're saying, their schedule's going to get harder. So I just want to see how they're – because the two winning teams that they played, San Francisco, Los Angeles, they are two and five. When does Tatis come back? Hopefully soon. I believe July is his timetable. Hopefully soon, July. Okay. July's coming up. It's already Bro. May. Well, we're looking at two months away from him coming back. Well, now I want to know. The earliest Tatis could return would be in the middle of June. So well, probably, probably, July close, probably closer to July. All-star all star break. That yeah. sucks. Yeah. It feels Anyways, like something's okay. missing, actually. But the 19 and 10 start for San Diego, they should be very proud. Machado is... My early season MVP, I think he's been the best player in baseball. Him, Nolan Arenado, and Jose Ramirez, of course, deserve some recognition as well. Yeah. By the way, the NL West, they all have winning records. Every single team. This is coming into Monday. That's even the Diamondbacks. Even the Rockies. Yeah. The Rockies' offense has been absurd, actually. Well, the Diamondbacks, you know what? Have you seen the Diamondbacks' rotation and their numbers? Oh, you got Bumgarner, you got well, Gallon. Right, but their numbers, those top five guys have a combined 1.99 ERA. Oh, my God. So, you have Bumgarner, Merrill Kelly, Zach Davies, Zach Gallant, and Umberto oh, Castellanos. Zach Davies there, that's right. He's from there. That's going to be cool. He's literally staying at his own, in his own bed. That's amazing. And you know what the, the constant is there is Brent Strong. Remember the old pitching coach with Houston who completely resurrected Charlie Morton's career? Took good. Garrett Cole from a really good pitcher to a great pitcher. So, Tori Lovello, their manager, was my bench coach in Boston when we won a World Series. Mm. He's very good. Very good communicator. Knows the game inside and out. Just good dude. So, um, he's one He's one of the rare coaches, at least that I experienced, who on a personal level, like, cares how you feel, how, you know – what you're going through, he can like sympathize with you. And, and it's like, he grinds with you. And you feel that as a player when most of the time coaches are just like worried about their own job, just making moves, just being boss, man, Tori cared. And mm. I think that plays with you, with your, with your, with your roster. Well, he deserves credit. Brent Strom deserves credit. 
This team has one of the worst offenses in baseball, but their pitching rotation has guided them to a winning record so far. Only two guys from their current rotation um, weren't in the rotation last year. So Zach Davies and Inberto Castellanos. Last year, their starters had a 5-2-0 ERA. Those starters now have a 1-9-9. That's what a, what, a, what a turnaround for them. One more five or six starts. We'll see. Yeah, it's early. I'm not saying that Diamondbacks win yeah. the World Series. I'm just saying it is. No, but an amazing start at that. We have our ticket giveaway is coming up soon. Everybody, Panic Meter is going to be coming up soon. Stick with us. I want to get your take on Chris Woodward calling the Yankee Stadium a Little League park and then getting <laughs> shut out the next day. Yeah. Your thoughts on that? I love it. <laughs> I love it. This is it's it makes it fun. Like headlines like that, especially in New York, are amazing. Why would you say that though? You just I love that he said 99% and everyone's like, your math's off. There's only 30 teams. Yeah, that was Aaron Boone. Yeah, what he's saying. Dude. I'm just saying, if you're the Texas Rangers, Boone. you're in last place, or they're actually in fourth. Because it was post game, and he was speaking but... off like true emotion, and I'm totally fine with it. He was pissed it just off. Comes off as a sore loser. Fine, I'd rather my coach give a shit than just be like, yeah, whatever. It's the same guy that got mad at Tatis for swinging three zero a couple of years. Whatever, ago. man. Go it's ahead. fun. We're talking about it, aren't we? It's fun. Whatever. Fire him up. He's trying to fire his team up whatever whatever like sometimes things like that your your boys it didn't work he fired yeah he fired him up to strike out 11 times against nestor cortez on monday afternoon well nestor's had a one three all year so don't act like nestor is nothing hey i didn't say nestor was nothing i love nestor came into the game with like a one four era yeah he's been arguably the best pitcher in the american league so far so next by the way before we move on, Nestor, 36 round pick, eight seasons in the minors, was a rule five draft guy. He was let go by Baltimore, Seattle, signed a minor league deal with the Yankees. Get this. He has the slowest average fastball on the Yankees roster at 90.3 or in that rotation spot. Now he's second best ERA in the American League at 1.4. Hey, his fastball plays up, though. It, you look up, like you watch how it comes out of his hand, and you watch the swings against it, and you, you see 91. You're like, what? Why is that, how's that 91? It looks like 97. Mm-hmm. He's so – he he, he uh, mixes his delivery, his leg lift, his timing. He's, he's nasty, man. He's an anomaly. Like, we don't see guys like him. Kutch weighed in on it on Twitter. He said his fastball plays up meaning he's 91, 94, feels like 97. This is Andrew McCutcheon speaking. He said, mix that in with uh, he's messing with hitters, timing, throwing from different arm angles, locating well. He can be very difficult to hit. Yeah. There's a lot of people that still say, well, you don't have to throw 100 miles an hour to make the bigs. And people are like, hey, kind of do. There's not too many Greg Maddoxes out there. But I will say this, Nestor Cortez is the perfect example of if you don't throw it 100, you know, 98, 99, very mess with hitters timing a little Thank bit. You. He's not a normal no, freaking Iron Mike lefty with a fastball sure. and a changeup. Like he's slide stepping. He looks like Louis Tiant turning his back to you. He's like double leg lifting. He's not your normal like, oh, I don't have velo. No, that's what I'm saying though. I'm saying you may not be able to be a Greg Maddox, but maybe you can start pulling some Cueto shit out there on the mound and mess with right. people's timing. You got to dig into your deep into your pockets if you're not <laughs> throwing 95 these days 
So if you're a young kid listening to the podcast right now and you're like, well, I don't throw 97, take a look at Nestor Cortez and take some. Yeah, and, and look at Marcus Stroman. Yeah, exactly. It's a great variety because he's a good guy who can sink it, move it around, mess with timing and miss barrels. How worried are you about these teams? Panic meter time. Okay. Give it to me. Here's your meter. Number one, you are not worried whatsoever. Number 10 on the scale, you're extremely worried. It's time to hit the alarm and it's time to sell the farm and it's, it's over. Get Season's over. We're done. Oof. What is your panic meter for your Boston Red Sox right now? Oh, you're starting with them? That's right. Starting off hot. Wicked hot. Um, I'm in like a, I'm in like an eight. I'm in an eight, and this will be the highest panic I give you at this point in the season. But that's high. An eight in early May, a month into the, we're a month into the season, we're a month and two days into the season. An eight is like a ten in June. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm, I'm panicking for one reason. There's, I'm holding on to a little hope, just because. They're, they're going to have a lot more divisional games. The offense is much, much better than what they've shown. I mean, there's been a lot of – there's been a mix. There's been a lot of hard hit ball outs. Their BABIP was terrible. They're at high barrel rate, high hard hit rate, like top of the league in that, but yet their batting average and slugging percentages on those barrel balls were at the bottom, like dead last. They've blown nine saves, and they only have five saves. Okay. They're 10 and 19. Let's say they save seven of those. They only blow two of them. We're looking at what, 17 and 12? Like that's a, all of a sudden they're in third place, not last. And they're like knocking on the door and still in the mix because the Yankees are hot right now. Their offense has slowed down, but they're still 20 and eight, right? Because they're pitching. They're the Yankees' is second or second in baseball and pitching right now. The Boston Red Sox starting pitching has been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Their starting pitching has been very, very, very good. Their bullpen sucks because there's no defined roles. You have different guys closing. You have different guys setting up. Um, and that's because no one is having consistent good outings. Jake Diekman, great stuff. But he's a flip of a fucking coin. He comes in. He's going to be nasty. You, he's either not going to throw strikes and he's going to walk the house or eventually throw it down the middle and get hit or you're not going to touch him. But what makes him nasty is his delivery. He's super across his body. He's whippy. But what's hard when you, you know, this is a pitcher. When you have a nasty delivery, it's really hard to repeat it. And if you're not repeating it, you're not throwing strikes. Uh, uh, what's his name? Robles, who was essentially been their best closer. Hansel. Best Hansel. I was thinking, yeah. He's, he's been one of their best back-end arms, and he's starting to lose it. He's starting to get hit. He's starting to throw balls and not throw his fastball, which is his best pitch. What hurts them the most is not having Garrett Whitlock in the bullpen. He's the best arm they have at the back end of the bullpen, but they need him in the rotation right now. Chris Sale's hurt. Um, they had to put him in the rotation when they went to Toronto because Cutter um, – excuse me, um, not Cutter Crawford. He's a bullpen arm. Tanner Houck couldn't go because he wasn't vaccinated, so they needed a start. So they've been trying to stretch him out. He's best for them in the bullpen. They can't use him there because Chris Sales hurt. Paxton had a, got, Paxton had a setback. Yeah. So it just sucks, man. A, but the, the biggest issue for me, even all those games they, they blew were like two to one, one nothing, three to two, four to two, like 
low scoring games because the offense isn't doing shit. Mm-hmm. And this is a good team. This is a real, this was a third best offense in baseball last year. You added Trevor story. Really struggling. What's going on? Yeah. Like outside of Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers and JD Martinez, no one's made an adjustment. Yes. The balls are dead at this point. It's not a surprise. You got to stop lifting the ball. And the, another big problem with them is their chase rate is leads the league by a lot. Like yeah. they're chasing everything and their percentage of contract uh, contact on their chase rate is not even 50%. Like they're swinging and missing a ton. So it's got to be, an, I don't know if it's a hitting coach thing. I don't put a whole lot of weight on a hitting coach in the big league. Cause it's the pinnacle to sport and you're a professional. You should need a, uh, a coach to tell you what your approach should be at the plate. You're a professional. I'm ranting because this is my team. You know that. Um, I have a little bit of faith that this offense wakes up, just law of averages, and I think they figure it out because they're very good. But their seven, eight, nine hitters are the worst in baseball by far. All right, the top of their lineup is decent. They're decent. They're okay, like middle of the road right now. Nobody's talking about Kike Hernandez. He's really struggled. Verdugo has struggled. Both those guys hit a lot of balls hard, but lately they hadn't been good. But Jackie Bradley Jr., he plays really well at home. Bobby Dahlback is struggling bad. Um, and they just don't have a lot of depth, man. Christian Vasquez, he's not swinging it. Like, it's just go on and on about their offense and, and their approach and sucks. But I have a little bit of faith it turns around just because they're better than – they're really good. These guys are good. Um, but a month straight out of the blocks like this is just – they're like 10 games back right now. Yeah, last in the division. It's even harder seeing the Yankees dominate the way they've been dominating too, with yeah, them yeah. having the best record in the American League. The Red Sox, ten and nineteen. The Yankees at twenty and eight. And I think- well, the, the Red Sox, what sucks is they haven't even been getting like stomped. Like they've been in every game they've lost. It's every like Mur- game they've lost. It's like Murphy's Law. Like whatever will happen, dude. Whatever can't happen. Insane. Like routine balls error. Give up a run, lose by one. Ball to first. First baseman misses it game over walk off like or it'll be the third out next guy hits the homer like they're every game they've lost has been like by one or two runs but it's simply because the offense has four hits and one run in the eighth or ninth inning and you're like you can't win without scoring runs <laughs> and the, the offense just has to get going they're like bottom of the barrel right now i was looking at trevor stories like career splits i'm trying to figure out all right are, are they throwing them more off speed pitches what's the deal they've thrown trevor story this year 135 sliders and 148 yes. fastballs. So they're throwing him about even. He's hitting 208 against the fastball. He's hitting 211 against the slider. He's never hit the four seam that great in his career, considering he's an all star caliber player. He's hit 254 across his career against the fastball. You'd think it'd be higher for a guy that's mechanical. It's something mechanical right now. I talked to him a little bit. He he's crushes like, ball in the lower half. Like he yeah. lives on balls. Yeah, no, no. Half. That's the thing is he's swinging under everything. Mm-hmm. But I've, is that a product of Colorado where I lift the ball and watch it fly? Or, I mean, he also came up in a period in the big leagues when the balls were like hitting golf balls. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing a lot of hitters struggle right now who have that launch angle swing and those balls are not leaving the park anymore. But Trevor, I don't think that's the thing with Trevor. Trevor's swinging and missing a lot more than he ever has, in my opinion. I don't know. It's, I'd have to look at his strikeout rate and chase rate and all that, but I feel like it's higher than it's ever been. 
or his swing and miss. You can probably look up at that. But I feel like it's higher than it's ever been. Yeah, his K percentage is 33.3%, which would be the second highest of his career, only behind his sophomore season. Yeah. like, And by the way, he ranked in the bottom, looks like 20%, the bottom 10% that year in 2017 when he did have a 34.4% strikeout rate. So, yeah. He, yeah. It's 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 up there with one of his worst. It's up there. Um, I think it's something mechanical because I know him as a person. I know him very well as a person too, and he's a grinder gamer. Like he's like, oh, like mentally he's strong, and like oh, I'm just gonna figure it out. Like even talking to him, he's like, dude, I'm gonna be fine. I'm good. Like you know, I'm, I'll get this figured out. Like he got crushed the other day in the Boston media because he apparently he went over four four strikeouts, he had an awful game, and um, all the media there, of course, goes they target the word the whoever has the worst player in the Boston media. They're like, Oh, we're going to go get him because we can talk shit. This is how it works. Um, and a big market. So, uh, when teams are going bad, they look for targets to blame it on. That's just how it is. Uh, well, he came in, he took his cleats off, put his turfs on before the media even got in there was already in the batting cage from the game. He was in the cage for an hour and a half watching video, doing drills, watching video, doing drills for an hour and a half. The media left after an hour and everyone's pissed. Like, oh, he's dodging us. Don't want to talk to us. Dan Shaughnessy is always shits on players. Uh, wrote an article about uh, he did, you know, he can't be accountable. He didn't want to talk to us. No one even told him the media was there, dude. The PR people aren't going to go down to the cages because that's the player's area. They're not going to go in there and be like, hey, Trevor, I know you're grinding your ass off because you, you're sucking right now. But can you come talk? Like the, the PR people aren't going to do that. If they're in, if they're in the locker room or they're in up there like eating dinner after the game, they'll be like, "Hey, like they're waiting on you." But if he's working, they're not gonna mess with you. So he, I, he came next day and was like, "I had no idea. I'm sorry. Like if I knew you guys were there, he's not used to that in Colorado. He, no one that you struggle, you have a bad game. They're not gonna come crush you. They're gonna oh, come no. talk to the starting pitcher, the manager, and we'll see you tomorrow." He, he didn't know. So he went and worked and worked and worked because that's who he is, and he got crushed for it. So that that sucks. And he he at least righted the ship the next day and was like, I had no idea. I was working, like I was grinding. That's who I am. So Trevor figured out he's a good player. What about Detroit? I don't want to say that Detroit was coming into the season hoping to win a World Series, but they had last season. They had more winning months than they had losing months. There was optimism. And then they brought in guys like Tucker Barnhart, Eddie Rodriguez. You got guys like Spencer Torkelson. Riley Green is supposed to come back from his injury. Tarek Skubal. Tarek Skubal. The rotation was actually looking pretty good. You bring in guys like Austin Meadows. Yeah. And so far, they're 8-19. and That's a 296 win percentage. With A.J. Hinch, too, and I love A.J. Hinch. He's so good. Javi Baez, who I completely forgot to mention. Last place in American League Central, which is arguably the worst division in baseball um maybe that in the nl central yeah nl central i think but, the al central is worse but, but just, you're behind just the because the white Sox are beat up a little bit yeah so where, where's your meter at with with detroit i, I don't know where um, i'm not panicking just because of how boston because the expectation it's different because boston is a win now detroit's not mm-hmm. i don't think they expected to win the division i think they at the best, hope to get a wild card spot. Like if they had a really good year, so there's still time for that. They still got to. They, I mean, they got to ball out, but I just don't think they're there yet. So I'm not panicking because, and I'm not like selling a bunch of guys. I'm keeping my group, 
and I'm going to let them develop and mesh as a team and, and let these players get at bats and throw innings and play defense and get experience. And then they're going to be better for it next year because I still believe in this group, especially with AJ Hinch. He's really good. Mm -hmm. So I'm not panicking at all. It's another growth year. You hate to hear that for, for Tigers fans, but they're not far. They have the pieces. They just, they just need a little more seasoning. Is it fair to say that Miggy's 3,000th hit may have been a distraction? No. You don't think so? I don't think so. No. This is another reason why those long contracts can be bothersome later down the road. Because when you have guys like Miggy or Pujols, all of a sudden they're coming up on these big-time milestones. You get good crowds, which is great because everybody wants to witness history, but it's like the elephant in the room. Oh, Pujols is going for home run number 500 no, it really today. doesn't. You good? Jenny? I just let his live here. It's fine. Um, sorry. Um, I don't think that's a distraction. I don't. All right. No. If but anything, no, I, I feel like it, it pushes you to, like, play better. Like, who wants to, like, struggle when that's going on? Mm -hmm. You know? I don't know. I don't think it's a distraction in a bad way. How about the reigning champs? And this has as much to do with the Mets as it does the Braves because the Mets hit the ground running right from the jump this season, 20 and 10. They are the best record in the national league at a 667 win percentage. The Braves are at 14 and 16. They've been playing better of late, especially since they got the bad man, Ronald Acuna jr. Back in the, in the fold. Where's your panic meter with Atlanta? There's six games back in the division. Not panicked at all. Um, this team made a run last year to, to get in the mix and get in the playoffs. We'll win the division, but they made a run late to get to that point. The Mets are known for crumbling in the second half. I do think this is a different, different Mets team, different dynamic, different manager, uh, show Walter. I'll really like him there. Uh, so I don't think that's going to happen with the Mets because they're going to get DeGrom back too. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm not panicking because I, I don't think the Phillies are going to hold on. I just don't. I don't know. It's just Both a feeling with the Phillies. Yeah. I just don't think they're going to hold on. I'm, I'm thinking right now. Acuna just came back. He's like – gives them a jolt, right? He, like, gives them energy. The Braves last season I'm thinking through 30 games – they had a record of 14 and 16. The Braves this season through their first 30 games are 14 and 16. And well, we all know year, what the happened. Braves last biggest com competition was themselves. This year it's the Mets. This year the Mets are the real deal. So uh, if I'm given a number, oh, I didn't give you a number on the on the Tigers. I'm giving you a two. Uh Braves, I'll go three, four, three and a half, 3.5. Low. I wouldn't panic yet. It's super early. They have a good squad. They have their pitching back. Acuna's back. Love their manager. They kind of been there, been there, done that with a lot of these guys. I don't think there's any moment too big. I don't think there's any hole too large to get out of right now. They're professionals. And once you've been to the World Series and through all that, regular season ups and downs are nothing. So I think they're going to be fine. Do I think they're going to win the division? I don't. But I think they'll have a chance at a wild card. I do. You mentioned Philly. They just blew a seven to one lead 
Yeah, one game doesn't. Inning. One game doesn't. I'm not saying it defines it, but it's like this has been Phillies, the Phillies, uh, Achilles heel for the past five seasons has been their bullpen. And all yeah, of a sudden, like that for the Mets too. We're not talking you about find that. like guys like Corey Knable to try and resurrect that bullpen and Sir Anthony Dominguez is back and he's healthy and you're kind of hoping, you know, you got Alvarado in that bullpen. You're thinking it's going to be different this year. And it's a lot of the same things we've been seeing. And now they're in third place and excuse me, fourth place behind the Marlins Braves and Mets at 12 and 16. I'm sorry. I can't focus right now. Did your dog get his balls cut off? I see him, his little cone on his head. Come here, bud. What happened, bud? You're old. You're not, He's Come got on. a hot spot. He's he got his balls cut off a long, long time. That's what I figured because he's old. And I immediately regret it because now he's getting older and I kind of want a next generation of him. You know what I mean? I know. But he's got a hot spot right now. He's he's I just saw like a floating cone back there. I'm like, what is what's going on? Labs like, why are is your why is your dirty clothes hamper moving? Labs are amazing, but they always have issues. So he always yeah. has ear infections and paw problems. And like my vet bill is through. Why do you have a kid? <laughs> yeah well i will wait Two. a long time before i have a kid i promise you. Uh, how long does he have to wear that thing until it's gone so probably another few days he has his cone on more than he doesn't have it on if you know what i mean hang like, in there milky. hang in there milky where's your panic meter with the fills phillies i still i still have a hard time panicking much on teams it's very um five four or five yeah Last but, early. Least, last but not least, we talked about Chicago. And you yeah. are very concerned with Chicago, much yeah. like the Red Sox. Well, yeah, I, I would hire like six, seven. The Cubs, four, going, yeah. the Cubs aren't going to the playoffs. Three and 14 in their last 17 okay. games. And here's they're about to play San Diego. Well, here's my thing with the Cubs. They're not better than – they're not going to be better than the Brewers. They're not going to be better than the Cardinals. No. Okay. You're not going to get a wild card spot because look at the West. There's probably three teams coming out of there. Look at the East. There's a good chance there's three teams coming out of there. So that kind of leaves you shit out of luck. Yeah. So your panic meter is almost at a 10 because it's like, I just don't see a spot for you. Yeah. So I'll just go. Uh, yeah. I'll go like seven. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I never had a lot of hope for him in the first place. Yeah. I think I mean, some people were thinking like maybe they they're kind of how this year. You got he brought in Stroman, Kyle Hendrick. Like your rotation is decent. You had guys like Frank Schwindel and guys like Patrick Wisdom who kind of broke out in the second half last year. Yeah, they, they also. Kids. I mean, Wisdom hits for power, but he also strikes out like two hundred times. Yeah, he does. You know, it's like they have a fun team. I like their guys. I like Ian Happ, but I just I like Contreras. Contreras is not going to be in a Cubs uniform this year for, for much longer. No, 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 no. They're going to they're going to dismantle. Uh, I have his. Uh, I have one of. I have a source close to Contreras, and I'm constantly hitting him up. Like, hey, updates. Hey, uh, what are we? What are we? How how's Wilson feeling? And I know that the relationship between Wilson and the Cubs is not super great. The communication no, no, hasn't no. been hey, there. Speaking of him, though, did you see him and his brother? Yeah, that was cool. When they brought up the lineup cards, Wilson was like super emotional. William William might be, maybe not better, but he have he might have just as much talent as Wilson. Same bloodline, man. He's that hits tanks. There's that bug again, dude. I can't at least. No, you're zero for three. 
much very similar to your very similar to the back half of your career that's fine it's because i didn't get to face guys like you (laughs) fair enough you ready for a ticket giveaway yes all right so we had 200 and 25 retweets total so i'm doing a number generator that's weak we got to 2,000 followers yeah, we were at one. We were at nineteen hundred when you the last time you did that. All right, number generate me. I'm doing one to two twenty five. We have a total of two twenty five. Number generate for me. Two fourteen. Art Weeks. I feel like I've seen that name on Twitter. He's got a Boston Red Sox 2013. Yes, I know I've seen stamp, that name. I've seen uh, cover. that name. Yeah. So a Red Sox fan. I, I think we can afford Red Sox tickets if it's a day game. Maybe. Did you get the bug? I finally got it. One you're, for one, you're one for four. Okay, now we're getting closer to your career average now. <laughs> yeah. So I just did another takeaway from this moment for art. I Board, and I was looking at total major league, minor league numbers like combined, and it was like I was like a 260 total hitter. But like I had to like maybe maybe I have a thousand hits, you know, combined. It was like 958. Mm. 146 homers, 599 ribbies. Ah. Right, right at 600. Yeah, that that sucks. It was like uh 4,100 plate appearances and like 3,600 at bats or something. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Well, I have a feeling Art was at one of your games because it looks like he's got World Series champions gear on, which is it's just pretty cool too. He looks like in his profile picture he has a son, so maybe you can take little little Art Weeks Jr. to the game at Fenway Park, and uh, that'll that. be courtesy of the Wake and Rake Pod, powered by Swing Juice. We're gonna fire him a message. I don't know. We're just giving people. Let me say, for the people's people, Wake and Rake Podcast, powered by Swing Juice. We'll be talking to you guys more about. The season's developments, a lot going on this week. Padres-Cubs we talked about, uh, a lot of big series coming up this week. And the Red Sox, we'll see if they can finally turn it around. Right. Time's sh- running out. Time's running out, Brooksy. It's running out because the trade deadline is coming. Panic meter is high. Until next time, peace out. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.